you could be a part of the service, and uh, we're looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us today. And uh, boy, great job on that song, God's yeah. Word Changes Lives, amen? And you wouldn't be here if you didn't believe that, I don't think. And uh, so we're glad you're a part of the service today. Well, we're going to go ahead and continue with our series, and we're going to conclude it today, but we've been dealing with chapters in the book of Christmas, and we've been noticing, noting a number of things along the way, and today... We're going to note a chapter entitled, A Sobering Preview, A Sobering Preview. And so we're going to look at the book of Luke today, chapter 2. If you have your Bible, you could take it, turn there to Luke chapter 2 today, Luke chapter 2. And uh, again, some great music. The kids did a tremendous job. Way to go, children. We appreciate that. You worked hard and it paid off. And anytime you do your best for the Lord, it's always worth it. And although they sang for us today, they really, I believe, were singing for the Lord. That's what it's really about. Uh, we just are the benefactors of men and women praising the Lord, amen? And that was good, very good. All right, Luke chapter 2. We're going to begin in verse 21 today. We're going to look at this sobering preview. Again, we noted a few other things. We talked about a chapter called No Room. Well, we know what that was about. Jesus Christ was born in a stable. Why? Because there was no room in the inn. We talked about some unexpected guests earlier on this this past month. And boy, I was talking about how the angel came and made it very clear to Mary she was going to have a child. And so just a, a number of chapters in this book of Christmas. Well, a sobering preview today. Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Let's begin there, please. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. No offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 
Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem. His name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. It was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, he took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his, uh, his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Here in this particular passage, we have a sobering preview. It was a number of years ago now, 23, almost 24 years ago probably, that we received the news that my wife was pregnant with our first child. That was an exciting time in our life. We'd been married for just a couple of years, and now all of a sudden we get the news that we're going to have a child. And if you've ever been there, you know how unbelievable that can be, how sometimes even overwhelming that can be. The thought of the responsibility of a child, and yet, boy, we were elated. We were excited. We couldn't wait in anticipation of that child being born. And... Um, I still remember uh, going through those months. My wife, she was a, 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 a woman, that, a very, very strong lady, and she, she, she wasn't very sickly. She handled it well. She went through her pregnancy really well. And, and so for that, it, we, were we were blessed and we were grateful and thankful. Things went so well. And we had such expectations, you know, looking forward to a child. What will God have us to do with that child? How, what will he ultimately or she ultimately become? Uh, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. We chose not to, to know those things till after our children were born. But we just kind of waited to see what God was going to do. And we just kept saying, Lord, bless our child. Lord, you know, be with our child. Lord, give us wisdom and insight, understanding. We certainly want to be the parents you want us to be. We want to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We certainly want our child to go on to serve you, to love you, to honor you in their life. And boy, I mean, we were just excited. We were truly thrilled. And, um, uh, you know, uh, as that day drew closer, we got more excited and more, uh, sometimes even a little bit fearful, you know, well, you know, hopefully everything goes well, hopefully mom's safe, hopefully the baby comes out fine, and every, we don't have any complications or problems, and, you know, we're trying to trust the Lord with all that, but then in, in our hearts, there was still some of that, some of that anxiety that would kind of well up a little bit, at least in mine, maybe not my wife, she had more faith than me probably. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I remember the day came, we went to the hospital that day, and uh, we, there we were in this room. And in those days, it wasn't quite like it is now. You didn't get your own room. And in our case, uh, it, it was a little bit more primitive at that point. It changed as we had our children. But there were just uh, uh, just these um, curtains between the, 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 like the beds or whatever. And so you'd sit next to your wife. And then there was a curtain. And there was somebody else over there. And the next one. And then a curtain. And then the next one. And so forth and so on. And, and I remember them wimpy ladies screaming and crying out. No, I'm joking. I really didn't. But anyway, I, I, I really didn't. I just said that because to see if you were awake, okay? But, but nonetheless, uh, I, I still remember sitting there and for hours and hours, my wife, she just very 
you know, just wouldn't go very quickly there. She's taking her time. I don't know what her problem was. But, but uh, anyway, you know, I was just like, you know, we got to get this thing done. You know, we're ready for our baby. And she was excited. I was excited. And the time came, you know, and they, they, they took care of her, gave her an epidural and all that good stuff. You know, like I say, better living through chemistry. And so anyway, uh, she was feeling pretty good and stuff. And, and then all of a sudden they said, guess what? It's time. It's time to have the baby. I mean, to tell you, we were like, oh, boy, this is unbelievable. Now, again, in those days, you weren't in your own room, so you had to move, okay? And in those times... The, 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 the woman, it was really the worst, I mean, for the, for the lady. It was, it was terrible for mom. She had to get on a cart, and she was rolled down the, 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 the hallway there, and everybody's like, oh, hey, 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 you know, they're waving, like, oh, we're having a baby, you know. Good luck, God bless you. And she's just like rolling down the hallway, and I'm walking alongside her. We get down there to where the room is, and in those days, it was a white room, all white, you know. And you entered into the room, but you, you couldn't enter the room. You had to dawn all this I don't know what it was. You know, you felt like you were from outer space. So you had to wear this suit, and then you had to wear a mask and everything. I'm dead, right? And I'm still wearing a mask, and I got all the suit on. I got these shoe covers on and all this stuff. I mean, it was unbelievable. It looked like an episode of Ghostbusters or something from years ago or something. And so here I am in this room, and here's my wife, and she's put up on this cold metal table. It was, it was a sterile environment, all white with a metal table in the middle and got hooked up to some IVs and different things like that. And you know what? All of a sudden, it started happening. They start push, you know, and all that good stuff. It was exciting for me. For her, it was a real pain. But nonetheless, nonetheless, it was a few hours later or so, out pops my firstborn son. Man, that was exciting. I, for the first time in my life, I think for the first time in my life, I realized that that very moment, more than I had ever understood, more than I ever comprehended it, that there has to be a God in heaven. Amen. It was unbelievable. I mean, for what took place to take place, for that little thing to come out, for it to work the way it did, honestly, folks, there has to be a God, a creator, a designer. And I remember in awe standing there. It just trying to hold back the emotion. As I thought about how good God was to us. Giving us this child. And I'm sure that more than me, my wife, after carrying him for nine months, was thrilled to death. To finally hold her baby boy in her arms. You know, Mary, she had been given some exciting news. She, unfortunately, was in a situation where it could be misunderstood, obviously. But nonetheless, there was great anticipation and there was excitement there. And she was going to be the mother of God. Oh, man. I know how excited I was, how excited my wife and I were together. I can't imagine how much anticipation and excitement was in the heart and mind of this new mama, Mary. They have the Christ child, and the Bible goes on, as we've read now, to they meet a man by the name of Simeon. As we're going to see, there's a number of things we can learn from the passage, and I want to take just a few minutes and just kind of skim through those and just see what God would have for us today. But this is an excited mama. But what we're going to find is that there's a very sobering preview concerning the life of her son that she's going to receive. A very sobering preview. She's going to learn that it's not going to be all wonderful. 
So you're going to realize, as Simeon speaks, that there's going to be some difficult times, hard times. And I, I don't know if this is the direction of the message, but the fact is, is that there's always some hard times, aren't there? As exciting, as sweet as it may be, there does seem to be at times a bitter end or a bitter side. And in this particular case, we're going to see that Mary is going to receive a very sobering preview from this man of God named Simeon. Let's have a word of prayer and let's consider what that preview is. Father, we love you. We need you over these next couple of minutes. Lord, we don't have much time, but what time we do have, we want it to honor you. Thank you for coming to Calvary, but first coming to earth. Lord, as a babe, you know, we talk about the fact, Lord, that you are the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, and you indeed are. Lord, you came a lamb, but you will come back again a lion. Help us, Lord, to realize that we need to surrender to you, submit to you, and embrace you while we can. Bless these that have gathered today. May our hearts be stirred and encouraged. We'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. Now, in our passage, we note the man in verse 25. The man, of course, is Simeon. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem. I don't know why, but I'm going to say this. Aren't you glad when you really run into a man? Aren't you glad there was actually a man in Jerusalem? I'm not sure what we're producing today. But what we need is some men. We here find a man, the Bible calls him first. He doesn't call him a priest, doesn't call him some kind of holy person. He just says there's a man here. Let let me tell you something. It takes a man to serve God. It takes a man to serve God. Because you've got to be willing to stand This is a man right here. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man, the Bible tells us, was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. This was a pure man. Notice he was just. He was pure. He cared about his moral character. He was passionate. says he was devout. He cared about the things of God. He had a passion for the things of God. He was patient. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. As believers, we're to be waiting on the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a patient man. He was a powerful man. You say, how do you know that? Well, the Holy Ghost was upon him. And so we see a man here who was pure and passionate, patient and powerful. This is the man that ultimately would deliver a message to the new mama of the Christ child. We see the manifestation in verse 26. It says, And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Well, I'll tell you what, God had revealed to him a tremendous truth. It made manifest this reality that, Simeon, you will not die till you see Christ, till you see the Christ, the Messiah, the Promised One. Wouldn't imagine every day parents were coming in to offer the sacrifice for the newborn. And I can only imagine that Simeon was excited every time he saw them make their way in. And he thought to himself, this could be it. This could be the one. This could be Christ. And for every disappointment that he experienced, for every time that parents came in with a child that was not him, all those were forgotten the day that Joseph and Mary came through the door. And there he was, 
Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He was told ahead of time. And now he waited patiently to see the face of the Christ. Notice the meeting in verse 27. And he came by the Spirit unto the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law. So now they're bringing their child in to do the custom of the law. To fulfill their responsibility as parents to God. By providing a sacrifice on behalf of their child. Then took he him up in his arms. And blessed God and said. Now don't misunderstand what's going on here. He's not blessing God. God I bless you. (laughs) Simeon couldn't bless God. God's the giver of all blessing. But he's thanking God. He's praising God. He's elevating God. And it says. He said Lord now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. He would only be the first of many that would see the Lord. But the fact is now is that he said, I've seen, I've seen the face of God. I've, I've been privileged to make my acquaintance not only with the parents, but even more privileged to literally hold salvation in my arms. Jesus Christ, salvation himself. Not just a mere plan of salvation, although those are good, but they do not save. Not just the knowledge of salvation, although it's necessary, but it itself does not save. But literally, Christ, who is salvation, only Christ can save. And Simeon here, the man of God says, I, Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I hold in my hands salvation. You cannot come to God except through Jesus Christ only. It's not enough to be a good Christian, so to speak. It's not enough to simply be a good church member. It's not enough to know all about the Bible and be able to quote verse after verse after verse. It's not enough to serve on a bus route or teach in a Sunday school class or to be an adult leader. It's not enough to sing in the choir. You must hold salvation in your hand and in your heart. And that is none other than a person, Jesus Christ. Too often we neglect the person for a plan. Say these words, do this or do that and be saved. But all along Simeon understood salvation was a person. And only with a relationship can you know him personally, intimately. Even as Simeon held him close to his heart. We must hold Christ close to ours. We see the meeting. But notice the message now. Again, a very sobering preview. Verse 32. He goes on to say that he will be a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Notice the message again. This sobering preview includes a few things. Number one, a New Testament. It's interesting to note here in the passage that it says he will be a light to lighten the Gentiles. It's interesting that comes first because to this point, God was, God's work was focused on Israel. Through history, the Lord had worked and dealt with the people, 
that came forth from Abraham's womb. He, uh, Abraham's uh, uh, loins, I should say. He was dealing with a people, the Hebrew people, the Israelites. His emphasis was not reaching out to Gentiles at that point. He was reaching out. We ask, Lord, that you'd bless us.